When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! 14 USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I told them you were the real Minnesota Miracle Man. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. What's up? That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends. Thanks for continuing to spread the word. We're getting some more Twitter followers. We got to get to 500 soon, and we're like 93 away if you want free stuff. So keep it going, but know that that is urgent. This is an urgent business, so keep hustling. Keep hustling and going out there. Uh, other than that, I don't really have much else, much house cleaning to do so let's just get into it tommy what is our topic today so we're going to expand on a uh a topic that was broached by one mighty duckling charlie scudder in the last episode and his theory that gordon bombay was dead in d3 all along yeah so this created a lot of uh talk a lot of talk out there in the twitter sphere as i mentioned get us to 500 followers uh and Shameless. a lot of a lot of theories going around a lot of proof that this is true a lot of proof that this might be false so i'm going to i went back i reviewed the tape and uh really just going to try to figure out if we can figure this out one way or another so let's just start from the beginning so obviously they go out they're introduced at the big like assembly or whatever where they're wearing their Ducks jerseys. And then this is kind of the first uh, key point that needs to be explained. This could ruin the whole thing right here. At the very beginning, he, Gordon Bombay is in the crowd and he goes to Casey Conway. Like, I should tell him first or something like that. And then he goes and talks with Charlie, which I mean, if he talks with Charlie... That could all be in his head, fight club situation, that kind of stuff. But that Casey Conway little remark, is there an explanation for that? Or are we just dead in the water right now? I, I can't recall off the top of my head. Does she respond? Um, I think she does. I think is she it, I mean, is it a, an actual response or is it like a nod of the head that could have just happened? I'm gonna have to review it again. <laughs> I just watched. I would have to review it again, but I think it's just like a yeah. If there are no words spoken, we're still all right. Yeah, because I mean the whole if you go back to the whole sixth sense thing, and I assume everyone who's listening to this has seen that movie or at least know what's about know what it's about. But George Wells <laughs> or Bruce Wells is a ghost. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kevin was very excited about that. But anywho. <laughs> Since Bruce Willis was dead all along, um, and by the way, that when I was a kid and I saw that, it totally like threw me. For, I had no idea that was coming. Yeah, I that can't, was like one of the best and like surprise endings. I, I can't. Ever. I don't remember being shocked. I 
I think I was just like, what? Like, why? Okay. And then I just like moved on. Like, I don't remember that being like a seminal moment in my life. Like, well, it wasn't really a seminal moment in my life, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't recall being like so floored by him being a ghost that I don't know. But I don't think I predicted it. I just don't think I was like really all that intrigued by it. There, there's another movie, and this one was like real different. But for some reason, when I saw Saw, have you guys seen Saw, the first one? I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Okay, well, there's like a twist at the end where there's another spoiler coming up. <laughs> bits and pieces. Didn't where, I mean uh, <laughs> where basically he, like, they, the guy who was playing it all along was like in the room the whole time, and I didn't see that coming. Like, at mm. all. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a very attentive viewer. But anywho, those are my, like, my two, like, whoa moments. We're really getting to the bottom of this Bombay being a ghost. So anywho, so in the sixth sense, the whole thing is like the dead people, they like see what they want to see uh-huh. or whatever. And it could be similar to Charlie. Like he's seeing what he wants to see because he doesn't want to believe that Bombay is dead or whatever. And if Bombay is dead, he's talking to, you know, whatever, uh, Casey or something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, from Bombay's perspective, it's still like, normal if you will and like oh he's not coaching the ducks this year because he's got a new job not because he was you killed from in charlie's perspective well i mean kind of combination because uh, i think we need to offer bombay's perspective too mm-hmm. I, and also like from that kind of theory um you could also if if it is just a nod um depending on the research that mike will do um it could just be like casey Looking out the window, being like, oh, yeah, Bombay would be really proud right now, like nodding her head. And then all the while, Bombay is right there, and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. Probably. So it was a theory that he is dead and in Charlie's head, or he's like dead and his spirit is still there, I lost six cents. I mean, I don't think we got to the bottom of it. I think the kind of basic theory is that Bombay is not there. Now, we could say that he might not be dead. He's just gone. And mm-hmm. and Eve Charlie's just uh, grafting this image of him into his mind. Um, I, there's a lot of different ways we can go, but the basic theory is Bombay's in Bombay's scenes. That was not actually a physical manifestation of Bombay. It was okay. some sort of image projected onto Charlie. Now, I if you go on that Bombay wasn't there. I think you could still have this theory and just say the beginning of the movie happened. Like, Bombay talked to Casey. He talked to Charlie at the little ceremony. Oh, so it's like when he finds out, and that's then, when he's like, Charlie goes crazy, and, and then that's when he like starts seeing Bombay? Well, yeah. Well, like, once Bombay, because Bombay leaves, and then he doesn't come back really until Hans's funeral. So, in between that time, who knows if Char- if Bombay's just gone or Bombay's dead, but maybe that first scene actually happened and the rest of it is all Charlie's imaginations. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So, because I'm wondering if there's a possibility that Hans has been dead this whole time, or, or at least everybody thinks he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then the funeral they're at is actually Bombay's. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay, so we're just saying that either, going back, we're saying that either Casey Conway 
doesn't see Bombay there, or if she did talk to him, then maybe it happened and whatnot, and Bombay left, and then he died in between he comes back. So they they could come back for Bombay's funeral at that point. Yeah, and Charlie's the only one that doesn't want to admit that it's Bombay. Okay, here's what I think. I think you're right that Charlie is the only one who doesn't want to admit that Bombay's dead, but I think he dies between D2 and D3. I, I like okay. that theory more. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate if you will and so i think he dies between d2 and d3 and charlie is so like distraught and he's like kind of in denial mm-hmm. you know and then his whole you know obviously he's gonna have a new coach so he basically has like a, a fake conversation with himself a la like a fight club or something mm-hmm. like that um another good movie twist <laughs> um but and so that he kind of just makes that up in his memory of this is why bombay isn't coaching it's because he's like He's the director of the Goodwill Games. He still has this image of Bombay as like with the Goodwill Games. So I think that's that's how it could happen. Okay. So is the funeral for Hans or is it for Bombay? I think it's still for Hans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, okay. I was just kind of throwing that out there as a possibility. I see. I see. So that is the next scene we see Bombay. And Bombay shows up to the funeral, walks right up to people, like walks right up to the little circle. No one reacts except for Charlie. Oh, and Charlie's the only one who looks at him, and really no one does anything until Bombay says to the like priest, like wait, and he unfurls Hans's jersey, puts it down, and then you know Charlie leaves. Um, the I guess the sticking point here is one sort of takeaway scene. Right at the end, we cut, and Bombay is hugging Connie. And hugging Julie the cat. See, this is why I think if if this is what's happening, it has to be like a Tyler Durden situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's Charlie is both of them. Char- oh, okay. So Charlie is like doing the yeah. hugging in this situation. So he sees it because he's refused to accept that Bombay yeah. is dead. So, so he's, he sees Bombay, but he, it's really him. Because he's always always kind of seen him in Bombay's shoes, like in, in D one. Bombay talks to Charlie. He's like, you know, I was a, you know, had to basically take care of my mom when I was your age, whatever. So I know exactly what it's like. And obviously, he was that father figure for Charlie. And so Charlie was like, I'm gonna grow up to be like Bombay. I bet you Charlie wants to like be a lawyer at some point before he goes on the whole. I'm gonna play hockey for the rest of my life. And I think he does that in D3. He's all angsty because Bombay never got to play hockey for the rest of his life, like he wanted to. And Bombay's dead. Throw out another theory. Maybe <laughs> Charlie's not real. What? Charlie is a manifestation of Bombay, or or Bomb- in Bombay's head, because it's it's an extension of himself as a kid. So this whole time, Charlie hasn't actually existed. It's just been an image in Bombay's head. So how do you explain all the relationships Charlie has with all these other people, like him grabbing Goldberg when Goldberg's skating, or full? I'm not a scientist, him? Mike. <laughs> We're gonna ignore what Kevin just said. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Okay. I guess it would explain how they were able to swap in Keenan or Russ Tyler in D2 because, like, they already had the open water roster spot. (laughs) (laughs) I like the Durden situation a little better. Yeah, I think he sees himself as Bombay. That's the only way that that works. Yeah. And then he is the one hugging Connie. He's the one hugging Julie. Now... Uh, and he's the one who put the because he's always been about the original Ducks jersey. Uh-huh. He's the one who put it on the coffin. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then, next scene, they go to Charlie's bedroom, 
And well, Charlie wakes up six a.m. I didn't set the alarm, and then it's just Bombay and Charlie. Mm. So that's that's very easily explained by you know yeah. Charlie setting it himself. Yeah, and, yeah. So he, Charlie's kind of motivating himself here. And then one thing I always thought was interesting in this scene is he says aloud, "I didn't set the alarm. Like you just woke up at six a.m. Why would you say that out loud? You're gonna think it. You're uh-huh. gonna think. I don't know. What? Some people." I, I can imagine some people would wake up and be like, I didn't set the like." I, I don't think they would audibly say it. I think some people Yeah, I think he's saying it to convince himself. Mm. I like Or maybe that. it's just the whole movie thing where we can't read his mind. But anyhow. Except <laughs> <laughs> like the voice of God. Yeah. <laughs> so any, they go to the ice rink and they sit in the fog and watch Coach O'Ryan skate with his daughter who's in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, again... Easily explained by the Durden situation. I guess the question there is, how does Charlie know where to go? Or is it just like a coincidence that they showed up there? I think Charlie's had to have known all along. And it's something where he just kind of ignored it, like chose to ignore that he knew like the coach was like he was here because of his daughter or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he had to have picked that up somewhere. Well, and also in this scenario, I mean, it's basically like having two personalities. So... That side of his person, like the Bombay side of his personality could know that. And the Charlie side of his personality could not know that. Yeah. You know, like they are in his mind, two separate people. So they have two separate knowledge bases. I see. Yeah. I That makes sense because he and Hans talk right when Charlie like meets the first coach and Charlie's like, this guy's a bum or whatever. And Hans is like, he's no bum. So maybe that sends Charlie into a, uh, Charlie slash Bombay, I should say, into like a research. And so I mode. think Charlie um, finds it out. And again, he does like, like some kind of like repression where that like turn, it's still in his memory, but it's like a Bombay memory or something. And so Charlie's not accessing it. Mm-hmm. So he's still able to coach or to hate Coach O'Ryan. Okay. And then we move on. We go and they're in Eden Hall together. They're by Bombay's picture. Wait, quick. Uh, quick sidebar. Sure. How weird do you think Orion thought it was that Charlie was just sitting in the bleachers by I, I don't himself think he watching saw him. them? Yeah, I don't think he saw him. I think he just wasn't paying attention to Yeah, him. I don't think it's ever established that he saw him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, again, they move on, and they're in Eden Hall. They're by the trophy case where Bombay's picture is. Bombay gives that speech. Uh, again, with just double personality situation there, the the motivational speech takes over charlie like where he does yeah. say you're the real minnesota miracle man i could see it as him not even kind of like giving the speech in his second i could see that all being in his head him just like looking at the photo tearing up and then kind of like adjusting to it so that speech again being like an image that he portrayed but there was no like audible like there was no like speaking it was just mm-hmm. he he kind of thinks about it hears it and so, see, I think it's more of like a Fight Club situation where he's audibly saying both, doing both things. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. and people think he's crazy, but nobody wants to approach him about it. Uh huh. Yeah, but they, uh, but they don't think he's crazy though because they don't really know about it. No, in my scenario, they do because it'd be him talking to himself. Yeah, but no one's there to see it. Yeah, well, yeah that's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he's able to keep this like yes. so well hidden. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So okay, so now we're on to something because they go and they play street hockey and obviously it looks like Bombay and Charlie are playing, but at the end they're like, "Oh, stuff them in the trash can." It's a, like 
a, a shot of them stuffing Bombay into the trash can. Cuts back to Charlie real quick. Cut getting stuffed in the trash can. Then cuts back to Bombay getting stuffed in the trash can. And that's where I think this theory has some legs. Now, the counterpoint where this all falls apart, to me, is right at the beginning of that scene. Someone yells, hey, look, it's Coach Bombay. Do you, do you think that they started calling Charlie Coach Bombay? Oh, so they, they would have to figure this out then? Yeah, I think maybe they had like an inkling like, hey, Charlie's really taking Bombay's death like terribly. Or what if there's like a statue of Bombay somewhere around there? Like he's like kind of a local legend, isn't he? In Eden Hall, I mean, he's pictures in the trophy case. Yeah. I don't know if he has so statue. maybe there's like a picture, a plaque or something. And he's like, oh, look, hey, there's Bombay. Uh, who, you know? Do we know who yells Coach Bombay? It's Keenan, isn't it? It's tough to tell. It's tough to tell. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't say for certain who it is. Um, it sounds maybe like a, a Goldberg or something like that. But I again, I cannot tell. Because if someone who's like teasing, it could have them just been teasing Charlie. Like, oh, hey, there's Coach Bombay. Like, oh, psych. Oh. That would be a really <laughs> morbid joke. Yeah, but they're probably sick of him being a little whiny baby. Because <laughs> remember, this is at the time where he, like. A little whiny, crazy baby. This is when he, like, uh, abandoned them, right? Yeah. Because he, he's no, not on the team right now. Yeah. Or maybe there is there was some kind of thing where I can imagine Charlie giving, like, a little talk to them. It's just like, I'm going to be like Coach Bombay, whatever. It's like, okay, Bombay. And so they started calling him that. I still don't think they would be that cruel. They're kids. Kids are cruel. They're like old and I don't know. They're old enough to recognize that like Bombay dying is a pretty fucked up thing in Charlie's life. Well, then are they really that stupid with like, oh, hey, it's Coach Bombay statue over well, there. Well, no. Yeah. It'd be like if you, you know, see somebody well, wearing a jersey. It's like, oh, hey, look, it's Bernie whatever. Williams, yeah. whatever. I don't know why Bernie Williams came to mind. <laughs> Shout out to Bernie if you want to come on the Bernie. pod. He's a, a international famous uh, blues player, isn't he? Now, I have no he, idea. He did. Sure he has a couple records. Yeah, he. Did, I, if I remember correctly, he did play like some sort of guitar when he was playing for the Yankees. Michael something. put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, great. Real quick, Bernie's Williams story. So my brother and I were watching baseball, and he was flipping between the channels. And Bernie Williams or your brother? My brother. Bernie Williams is not in here yet. And he was like flipping between the channels and we were on like a Yankees Indians game or something. And some other, and that was like the backup channel. And then we were watching something else. So the main program goes to commercial before my brother hits the button. He says, if he hits a grand slam right here, I'm going to give you a million dollars flips to the Yankees Indians, Bernie Williams, Jackson grand slam on the next pitch. Wow. So Bernie Williams technically won me a million dollars. And have you gotten any still of that money yet? on that payment, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's still uh, it's still building interest, though. So. Now, your brother, like, when that happened, what was the reaction? I went nuts. I was going crazy. And he, How old were you about the time? I was probably 9 or 10. And my brother was, like, uh, he was 16, maybe. 15, 16, yeah. So. He was, like, being forced to hang out with his younger brother. No, we were cool, man. No, Mike was being forced to hang out with his older brother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so I think I like the joke type deal. Like, okay, Bombay has, or uh, sorry, Conway, I'm getting him confused now, has oh. abandoned this team. He's run off just because 
O'Ryan made him take the jersey off or whatever. So now he's, oh, he's all ducks. He's all ducks. Hey, look, it's Coach Bombay. Uh, now they are, that is like a weird thing if Bombay's dead. I just think that's overly cruel. I agree that it's overly cruel, but I mean, since when are people not overly cruel? It's not a Disney but, I movie, mean, Kevin. they're like a family at this point. Yeah, but Kevin, or Kevin, but uh, Charlie walked out on his family. Yeah, but they I, I think they would recognize that he's dealing with some pretty serious shit if he's walking out and like talking to himself and stuff. <laughs> I mean I don't but maybe they haven't recognized that he's like taking it hard cuz yeah. or maybe it's like maybe he's been so cold about it or something that they thought that he didn't care about Bombay. I, I also don't think that they would like get over Bombay dying that quickly too. Like they themselves like that would still I don't think they would be ready to joke about it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that is the that is the sticking point here now. Like you could say if Bombay like when did Bombay die though? Cuz if we're saying he died in between D2 and D3, then maybe it's been like almost a yearish around yeah. there. Maybe Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the statute yeah. for that is. Yeah. So, grieving. Yeah. About a coach. Yeah. So maybe it was someone just making like a bad joke there and it was a little too soon. But Or maybe it was uh, they didn't actually say Bombay. They could have said something else. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Anyway, so we go. Maybe to- it's like, hey, it's a, it's Coach Charlay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe... Maybe Charlie just heard that, and that's what we see. Uh huh. So maybe they didn't. So that. So maybe they did say something else, like there. Hey, look, there's Charlie. But Charlie in his head heard. Hey, look, there's Bombay. You know, and mm. we're just seeing it through that lens. Interesting. Okay. Now we go to the board meeting, which is kind of the the crucial scene for Bombay here, and. I think the original theory we had that was that Bombay or Charlie had like grafted Bombay's <laughs> image <laughs> onto another lawyer here. Uh, of all the theories that we've had on this <laughs> podcast, we're trying to we're trying to make it work here. We'll decide at the end whether it's feasible or not. Um, the I guess the big point here is is Dean Buckley says, "Mr. Bombay, this isn't a legal proceeding." So I don't know. I don't think there's any way around that. I mean, we could just keep explaining it the way we're explaining <laughs> everything else. But oh, he I, misheard him. I, I will say um, at the very beginning, whenever uh, whenever they're like, oh, look, who's here or whatever. Um, and then they all look and Dean, uh, Dean just has this like stupid look on his face. Like, what the fuck are we looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so I so. When we were watching it just now, I kind of got that sense where he's like, why does everybody think somebody else is here? We're still the same amount of people that were in the room before. Mm-hmm. So, and then <laughs> I can just keep picturing Charlie being in that like Bombay role. And like when he hands his briefcase, he like still has that like confused look on his face. So maybe he's like, what is this kid doing? <laughs> and then, and then they all was give deranged. in eventually because they're like, okay, obviously this kid had some serious issues. We need to just let this slide or whatever. I like it. I, like <laughs> it. I have nothing to add. I have nothing to add to that one. I think that's a fair enough explanation as we're going to have here. Uh, 
I think maybe something you could do is that every scene before that, there was no Bombay. And that he, or maybe you could do like when he like abandons like the ducks or whatever, when he says, I'm going to take this job, that was Bombay, but then everything else was just in Charlie's head. And then, cause he enters the, you know, the, uh, the boardroom like dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the entire thing was just Charlie like finding himself on his own. Mm. And so maybe, you know, Bombay is alive the whole time, but Charlie is, he's basically having to deal with like the toughest part of it, his life. He's like going through like a crisis of, yeah. you know, like, I guess his life. And so the only role model he ever had was Bombay. So he like pretends that he's like kind of using him, like what would Bombay do, whatever. And then like Bombay actually shows up in the, in the boardroom once Charlie has, kind of reconciled and so i don't know that is a lot more feasible than <laughs> charlie busting out this I, legal i still speak. think that tyler durden's scenario is the more feasible of the two well because it, it, there would have had to been a very serious traumatic break for charlie for this to happen to charlie mm-hmm. like it wouldn't have just happened because coach bombay is out of his life for two months yeah, yeah, but why did in in Fight Club? Why did Tyler Durden manifest? I don't remember honestly. I, was it just because he I was mean, like he, an insomniac? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, and it was like a long. That was like a long period too when he was just like in that cycle, wasn't it? Like, so that had been building for a long time. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, like, there had to be some moment where Charlie snaps and something like Bombay dying or some something like that. Or maybe his mom is a ghost. I don't know. Like I, something what? had to have happened. <laughs> something had to have happened to cause Charlie to manifest these things. Maybe his mom is a ghost. <laughs> maybe that's the traumatic event in this scenario that Tommy has cooked up. So wait, maybe it's that Bombay is alive the whole time, but Casey is dead. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but no. everything so in this scenario, I don't, I don't agree. But don't, I'm just trying to explain. What, Tommy's. What's this scenario? Your the Bombay is, is still alive. Yeah, oh, that. But he's like kind of in his yeah, imagination for yeah, those certain. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're both like equally terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, equally feasible. For that. That, I mean, Tommy, I, I think your theory makes a lot of sense. But again, like as Kevin said, it didn't. It doesn't have the the traumatic event to start it off. But well, it, it isn't necessarily need to be a like a Tyler Durden thing. It's just like. If you have like a what would Jesus do bracelet, he's like, oh, what would Bombay do in this situation? I think this is beyond a, a, a WWJD bracelet. Well, though. it's just like him, like when he watches whatever scanning around. So he's thinking, was like, oh, I should, you know, not, not be an asshole to Coach O'Ryan. But he's he's having actual conversations with a, a, a semi-fictional being. That could just scenario. that's totally in, in his, his head is what it could <laughs> be. Yeah, it could be in his mind. Yeah, totally in his mind. But that's still like beyond. The like a regular norm. Yeah, I mean he's like crazy. But. Well, no, no. Even I mean he's he's like a fifteen year old. He's just like maybe he's thinking like oh what would like what would Bombay say to me in this instant? And he'd be like you know hey like look at Coach O'Ryan whatever. It's like and I guess oh yeah Bombay would be right. And like what would Bombay say about this? It's like I don't think Charlie in this one scenario of the fifty that we've come up with, <laughs> he's not like a lunatic. Okay. He's uh, just what like what would Bombay say in this situation? Mm-hmm. 
and then Bombay eventually shows up and does his. He is in that board meeting. He shows up in the board meeting. Okay, is he there uh, at the Eden Hall game at the end when he's like looking at Charlie and they're nodding to each other? Because in that, it does look like Bombay just is like. It doesn't look like he has a seat or anything. He's just kind of in the middle of the crowd standing there maybe the spotlight on it yeah so i was trying i was thinking like that's how i really started to believe and then i went back and it kind of all fell apart but <laughs> yeah uh, so is bombay there at that game well then if the answer is no then is the banner that gets unveiled that eden hall ducks is that fake or who does that that's oh a- wait did that's is that a theory of ours that he did that? Or? Well, I always well, thought that was kind of understood that Bombay orchestrated that. Yeah, so Dwayne says, "Look what Bombay did," but that doesn't necessarily mean he has to be at the game. And that could also be like a very like symbolic. Look what Bombay did, you know? Oh, he, he, he got, made the ducks like by by starting with the ducks in, and and D five. We have rid this school of racism. <laughs> yeah, because Dwayne is. <laughs> such a deep thinker <laughs> all I'm right just saying that's not gonna happen okay a lot of questions i don't know how many answers we have uh do we need to have a final verdict yeah what, i was gonna say was bombay know. dead the whole time do you believe that bombay was not there at least all the time part of the time or is this theory just totally debunked are you gonna put up a poll question I'll put up a poll question, sure. I, but I, I want to hear the answers on Twitter, too. Okay. I, I mean, I feel like we need to give our thoughts, though, as well. I think he was dead the whole time, and it was a total Tyler Durden situation. Even with all the unexplainable yes. things. <laughs> okay. I think they're all explainable in that situation. Explainable so, if you if you just, like, use some kind of supernatural, like, <laughs> or the Bombay, stupid, or, oh, no, you just said something else. It wasn't Bombay. <laughs> Well, that's what Charlie was hearing. I mean, well, I, I mean, if you look you can at make it that through the Fight Club like, lens. You can make it as like they never even made it to Eden Hall. They all died like on their way. Like they all crashed through the pond oh, in D1. Like that's what happened. They drove out onto the ice with the limo and they all drowned. <laughs> and the rest is a manifestation of uh, Charlie. Charlie's the, the only time. one that survived. Wow. And he's like in a like a semi-state of coma in like some Minneapolis God, hospital. D4 is going to be fucked up. <laughs> All right, Tommy, what are your final thoughts here? What do you believe? I think, um, and you can listen to every single episode in this podcast, and I do my best to kind of make every fan theory work, and I think we do a pretty good job at it. This one doesn't work. Bombay is not dead in D3. Okay. We could could probably edit it to make it look like he died, though. Or like, oh, it's not a bad idea. Um... As for me, I I think it's a combination of the two after listening to all this conversation. I think Bombay is there at the beginning. I think he leaves to go become director of player personnel. And it, like Charlie, for some reason, like hits him hard. And then Bombay doesn't show up again until that lawyer scene. And then he has to be there for the game and all that kind of stuff. So... A kind of a yes, a no, and a sort of yes from me. And just in that scenario, can you imagine what'll happen? Like the first time a girl breaks up with Charlie or something. That when Linda go breaks up with him, deep end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you said, D four is gonna be fucked up. <laughs> All right, Kevin, do you have the quiet question? 
I do. Uh, and uh, let's remind people what the quack question is for our newer listeners. Sure. For the newer listeners and our new followers on Twitter. Keep them going, people. Uh, the quack question. We solicit calls for quack questions. Sometimes you just send them in yourself. You just, via Twitter. Yeah, via Twitter. Using the hashtag. Use the hashtag. Hashtag quack question. And uh, we just answer questions that you send us. Uh, if it's super long, you can email us at or quackdeckpod at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, most of the time they come through Twitter. They're good questions, and uh, we answer them. So, Kevin, do you have the quiet question? I do. Uh, it's a few days old, um, but it's uh, still perfect timing for this. Um, I don't know if we'll need to suspend belief or disbelief in this scenario, but uh, this one comes from loyal quackalite Jared Beasley, who's at Jared Beasley on Twitter. His, que- his quack question is, does Bombay lead Team USA to another Junior Goodwill Games championship? Interesting question. So are we assuming that he is indeed the director of player personnel here? Or is and he just- alive. <laughs> well, that too. Or is he uh, the coach again? Uh, I guess it would be, or I would say in his current capacity as, as player uh, director of player development or whatever, player personnel. Yeah, and it's it's almost kind of like a hybrid Tibbles position because he was the one who went out and got all the players. In, right? in theory, he's better at it than Tibbles. Yeah, although Tibbles was a master marketer. That's true. Yeah, but um, that marketing doesn't win championships. Apparently, it did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> it did that time. I I think that Bombay does have an eye for talent. I think he's a good. I mean, he developed these District Five guys into something worth going to international competition with so i think he has an eye for talent i think he does because as we mentioned we're not really sure about the competition level at the junior goodwill games but i don't think it's as exciting i don't think the marketing is there so it kind of lowers itself in prestige the more bombay gets into it because he's just all about trying to win and also junior goodwill games would they be in los angeles again or would they be in another country and, you know, you could argue that maybe the U.S. got some home cooking. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Maybe this year it's hosted by Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe Trinidad and Tobago makes a run. Yeah. So. I'd go to that event. If I was in Trinidad and Tobago, I would definitely go to that event. <laughs> I, and this might be getting a little too deep for the quack question, but what kind of uh, director of player development or uh, player personnel do you think he is? Is he like the... I mean, we couldn't go to an entire podcast without a basketball reference. So is he like the Kevin <laughs> McHale type that like comes down from the front office and tries to coach players? Or does he like sit back and let the coach do his thing? Or is he like incredibly hands-on? I think he's incredibly hands-on. I think that's just the way he is. But I don't think it necessarily uh, diminishes what the other coach is doing. I think he's a good asset for the coach. Uh, he, but he might be like a little controlling. But I think... He's definitely picking the players. He's definitely trying to develop these players uh, alongside the coach, although he may overstep his bounds every now and then. I That's hit it right on the head for me. I think it's tough. I think he wants to stay like away, but it's tough for him. We've always talked about how unorthodox his coaching style is, and maybe he really recognizes that, and he's like, what we'll worked for the Ducks is not going to work yeah. for this next what, coach. Especially for like an all-star team. That you yeah, know. and it's like, hey, I'm actually going to get – like the best players and I'm going to find the best players and you can like coach them. Like, and I could see him doing that 
and then being hands off. But he could probably be talking to the coach like after the games, like, oh, hey, you know, that went well or whatever. But he's not like making calls into the like down to the ice or whatever. And he's he's not like watching every practice, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that might be something that he's he learns over time at in his position. I like it. I like it. Uh, for us, quackdeck.com. Go there. There's the shop there. There's a link to the shop. Get your stuff at quackdeckpod on, on Twitter. Almost said Facebook there. Uh, Facebook.com/slash/quackdeckpod. iTunes. Give us a five stars. Give us a review. Tell us your theory on our theories about Bombay <laughs> and Charlie and Charlie's theories on Bombay's theories. And what? I don't know. I got. I followed of, you. I followed you. Okay. We're good. I, it got kind of wild over there. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack. Quack, quack.